No, she didn't. Okay, turn it off. I am totally triggered. I did not see that coming, but I should have. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So join me on the flip as we get into talking about a gang of villains. I'll see you on the flip. So as you can imagine, I am talking about a movie that I watched where there was a plot twist. And the plot twist was the person who had been doing all the dirt um, to the main character was the person we never thought it would be. And I was thinking about some things today and um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to talk about uh, some wisdoms that I have learned over the years for when things like this have happened to me. And I was triggered when I watched the movie because I had had something like this happen to me a few times when I was younger. Thus, I started to learn when it came to discerning people's uh, intentions, I sucked at it and I was stupid. And so because of that, I had to start learning how to decipher and figure out if there were villains among us. And so I'm not going to say that I am able to perfectly seek them out, but I am here to help you with a few of them. And hopefully you'll be able to see who is for you and not for you. Um, after listening to today's podcast. Okay, so let me just go on and get into what I'm talking about when I talk about a gang of villains. So for the most part, I am talking about people who might be in your circle or might be orbiting around you who, whether they are consciously doing it or unconsciously doing it, they don't mean you any good, honey. They are not here for you. They are not here for your advancement. (laughs) And it's just human nature. That does not make them evil because if we switched it, they might think you are the one who are doing this to them. And so I want to start off by saying when I talk about this gang of villains, I am not saying that villainry equals uh, evilness. And I know that's that's going to be a hard uh, you know, concept for some of us, but come on, you can do it. But what I will say is that there are some characteristic traits that you should be aware of, and there are some things that you should be aware of to help you understand when it's time to kind of like change up the people who are allowed to be in your orbit or who are allowed if you are if you're able to to have any kind of input into uh what feeds your soul and what feeds your mind okay all right so i'm going to just say this As a writer, I have been blessed and forced to learn how to write better villains for my stories. And because of that, it has actually been right. I mean, been real therapeutic for me learning how to create realistic uh, villains who um, are not the caricatures, the mustache twirlers who are just totally over the top. And one of the things that I just said, and I'll say it again in a different way, that I learned about these villains is that in their own story, they're the hero. And you possibly are the bad guy or the bad girl standing in their way. 
And when we kind of look at that, I'm, I think of Brene Brown's training where she talks about um, people and when you feel wronged. And she says that there's this question that someone posed to her that she wrestled with. And they ask her, do you believe that people are doing the best they can? And at first she was like, no, I do not. (laughs) And I totally get that. But when we look at people's stories and when we take a, a, a moment to try to look through their eyes, and I encourage you to do that because compassion will help you to, um, get a chance to either understand the person that is opposing you or to help you truly make friends with them. But anyway, I'm going to save that for later. But getting to the point where you can choose to believe that for the most part, most people are doing the best they can. Now, yes, there are some arch villains out there. There are some people who are just downright nasty and they have schadenfreude. Um, they actually have a um, a pleasure when people are not doing well. They are sadists. You know, we've talked about these things in previous podcasts. And so, yeah, there are some people out there like that, that inhabit that dark triad of narcissism, uh, sadism, and uh, malevolence. They, they, <laughs> whew, they, that's their thing. They are happy when other people are suffering. And I would I would be remiss if I made it seem like everything was uh, flower petals and a unicorn uh, sun rays, but it's not. So yes, there are those types of people, but you're going to find people on the scale. And that's why I'm going to talk about a gang of villains today. All right. So let me go on and give you some of the highlights of those uh, who I've learned to create and to uh, put in stories and what I've learned from them. Okay, so there are some types and uh, villains that you need to be aware of. And these types uh, look for what they do um, to to suss them out. Okay, so I want to say that most of the time you're going to have villains in your life that are going to be hidden in plain sight. See, most people make the mistake of thinking that only the people who make it known to you that they don't like you, they are not holding the pom-poms and baking the cake for you. Most people think that only the overt people who make it known that you're not their cup of tea is possibly a villain uh, or an opponent. That is not the case. Most of the time, the villains are going to be in your gang. They're going to be close to you. So they are going to be hidden in plain sight. The next thing is, is I'm going to talk about, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, five different characteristics of that gang of villains that are hiding in plain sight in close proximity to you. Okay. So here's one. You can have a villain who is very either handsome, gorgeous, are charming and loyal or quote unquote loyal. Okay. So you can have a villain in your gang close to you who is handsome or gorgeous or beautiful, however you want to put that, charming and or loyal. And they appear to be your closest friend. Oh my gosh. There is no one like them. They are your ride or die. And what I will say about this type of person, be careful and look at the length of time that it took for them to 
ingratiate themselves into your life. If they are close to you and you're calling them sister, cousin, and you know, my sister or brother from another mother and all this kind of stuff, and it's only been weeks, months, not maybe even a year or two, slow your roll, please do, because they could be a villain. Now, am I saying that that's going to be the case every time? Nope. But what I am saying is, is it's fertile ground for that to be happening. You know, that statement of keep your friends close and your enemies closer is true. And you need to make sure that you are aware of that. So that person who is just, you just, oh my gosh, you're just so happy that they're your friend and that they think you're cool. Be careful. And I'm not going to say give them the side eye, but I will say vet them and make sure that you don't move too quickly because the charm and the quote unquote loyalty, they will dupe you every time. And I'm, well, anyway, I'm going to say that that's one of my favorite traits that I like to use for villains. So now that I've told you that I'm going to have to change it up so you guys won't be able to identify which are the villains in my books. But anyway, uh, be aware of that. And uh, that one to me is, if I'm putting these in hierarchy, I'm going to say that that one is probably the one of the ones that I'm going to talk about that is the most insidious. Um, over and over again, it may not have happened to you, but there are many times that you can see this happening. Think about your favorite reality TV stars or your instant um, Instagram or you know your influencer, um, so, uh, social media celebrities. Nine times out of ten, it's that cute little sidekick who took their their love interest or who took over their fame, their whatever. Anybody say uh, <laughs> Kim Kardashian and uh, Paris Hilton? Uh, yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that she's uh, Kim's a villain in this at all. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that this is kind of like some, sort of kind of what we're talking about. Uh, but be careful of that handsome beautiful or gorgeous, charming, delightful, loyal friend that is just ingratiating themselves to you. They can do no wrong and they get in close and tight real fast. Watch them. Okay. The next one is kind of sort of with the loyal, but they're very helpful. And so if you have someone who is in your sphere and every time you even have a half thought, oh, I'll do it. I know somebody. I can take care of it. Be careful of the quote unquote overly helpful. And the reason why is because villainry works when they get you dependent on them. The uh, villains, a lot of times, want to act like a drug on you. They want you to become so dependent on them that you release or diminish your guard. You put you you let your guard down. And when they can become helpful aka useful, you depend on them more and thus they get more and more ability to infiltrate your life. And there are some you would think that, oh, there's no way, you know, they're, 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 they're not uh, going to do that to me because they are so benevolent. They are so helpful. They are always taking care of the puppies and uh, feeding the strays and doing all this. Watch them. I'm telling you now, you better watch them because this helpful villain is there on a uh, intelligence gathering mission. They got that gathering spirit of your business upon them. 
And when they are helping, they are watching. They are looking for your traits, your weaknesses, your vulnerabilities. They are looking. And I'm gonna I'm gonna actually say this with regards to the helpful ones. They like to be the whisper gossips. You know that whisper gossip where they'll something happens and then next thing you know, they got they got your ear and they're whispering. I know, you know, and they're saying things. It could be something like about your spouse or your your sibling or your parent. I know they always do that to you, don't they? That's a shame. You know, and while all while they're helping you and they're making sure, see, I'm here. They might not even say this, but their actions and what they're doing is saying, I'm here, they're not. I'm the one that you can trust. I'm the one that you can let in. And so they do it through what they do for you. They make you addicted to having them around. A lot of times, be careful about these helpful folk because they can also have personality disorders uh, like a higher level of um borderline and a borderline personality. That's a person who has uh, problems with their feelings and thus they don't understand boundaries and thus they get attached to you. And then when you don't do things the way they need it, they explode. Or you can have the neurotics um, and uh, a higher level of neurotic who doesn't understand that you are not part of their property and their world. And just because they did something for you does not mean they own you. So, you know, we could go down many rabbit trails, but just understand that if you have that overly helpful, useful friend that tries to make themselves indispensable in your life above all others, you may want to look at them and you may want to do some tests like say, no, I got it. Or even no, so-and-so is already going to take care of that. And then watch and see if they go after so-and-so or try to diminish so-and-so in your eyesight because they got that gathering spirit of information on them uh, to know about your life and to sequester you away from everyone else, to spirit you away so that they have you all to themselves to make you dependent on them because they got something for you. All right, so the next one. I hope this is good for you guys because this is about giving you some wisdom life skills. And the gang of villains, if you learn these, uh, and I can already sense some of you shaking your heads, yes, up and down, because this has probably either happened to you or you know someone this happened to or you've seen it, um, you know, be done. Okay, so we've already talked about that handsome, beautiful slash charming, loyal person who is a villain. We've talked about the helpful, useful one. And now we're going to talk about this one. And I always laugh at this one because this one always reminds me of a movie that I'm going to say, Kaiser Serze <laughs> from the um, Unusual Suspects. And this particular type of villain is called the Incompetent Fool. They are the all shucks kind of uh, person. They're the uh, person who is always diminishing uh, their role in things and they, they want to appear to be the dunce. They want to appear to be the foil, the end of the joke, the, un- the person that no one could suspect could ever do anything above just being lucky and happy to be around. And so the incompetent fool is one that's insidious because it takes a very smart person with a lot of self-discipline to be willing to debase themselves and wait it out so that their ego gets denied. And for them to be able to have that much self-control to pretend like they're stupid 
and be the butt of jokes, be the butt of people, you know, making teasings about them and, and waiting you out, that's a very dangerous person. So be on the lookout for that person who they just smile and they or they play the clown or or whatever it is. Um, uh, a famous uh, comedian, uh, Monique. She says, you know, you keep on messing with the clown, you you better be careful because one day the clown will bite back. And I always think about that when I look at this quote unquote un- incompetent fool type. And so in that movie, Unusual Suspects, Kaiser Serze, he had debased himself where he even gave himself a limp. And if you have not watched that movie, spoiler alert, but you should have, the movie is a classic now. Um, and the way he weaves the tale of what happened and all of this stuff and how he had his duality so intact that he was always able to make himself look lesser in the eyes when he was the puppet master all along. And that's some of the things that you find when you have someone who is willing to play this role, this one and the next one I'm going to talk about. So be mindful of that person who always uh, is willing to subjugate themselves. Um, And then let's talk about the next one. Those that appear harmless. Oh, they are the Mary Sue's. They are the Jan Brady's. Not that Jan was a villain, but um, (laughs) they are the innocents. And you're like, never them. And yeah, it's them. Be careful of that nice nasty. Because I have found a lot of times when you have those quote unquote harmless people, their, their facade cracks every now and again, and you'll catch it. But you'll but be careful that you don't brush it aside saying, oh, that's not what they meant. Yeah, that's what they meant. Be careful. Everyone around you is not for you. Everyone who looks to be like you is not of you. Okay. And so the next one, and this is um, bringing them up, you know, the the five that I wanted to talk about is the likable. Now, this is kind of like the handsome, charming, beautiful, loyal kind, but the likable one. This is the unassuming girl, guy next door, the everyday kind of friend who is kind of like the neighborhood, you know, welcome to the neighborhood kind of person, you know, girl next door person who is even killed. And they are very, like like we say, likable. And you are, it's, to me, this one, and that's why I listed as the last one, this one is one of the hardest ones to pinpoint. And so when I was talking about that movie that I had watched, that villain fell into this likable category. They never gave off any kind of uh, real sense of danger about them until it was time for them to tip their hand. But what I have found with the likables, like the helpfuls, the likables, they are giving off signals. So I don't want you to think that, well, you know, hey, Michelle, how am I how am I able to figure out who this is? Watch and see what they say and do and feel about other people, especially people they feel who have wronged them. Because you can tell a lot by how somebody reacts to a negative situation in their life. If they're holding a grudge, if you denote any kind of unresolved anger or violent behavior, and trust me, this stuff will show up. Be mindful of that. If you hear somebody say, you know, I could just choke them, you know, or or whatever, 
or, or, or vindictiveness. That's another one. Be mindful. My grandmother always said the dog who brings the bone carries the bone. If they are capable of doing it to someone else, they are definitely capable of doing it to you. Okay, so now um, that I've gone through this and I'm going to repeat them again. So we 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 talked about the handsome slash charming, uh, beautiful slash loyal types. We talked about the helpful type, the incompetent fool, the harmless type and the likable type. So these are some uh, archetypes of villains who are hidden in plain sight that I want you to be aware of. These are not the ones that are obvious to you. So that's why we're talking about these. Another thing is, is most of them are usually secretly plotting your demise. And then here are two things that um, I notice that these types of villains possess. And that is a passive aggression and a jealousy couched in gaslighting. And so when we talk about gaslighting, they do things, but then they try to make you seem like, no, that's not what was really going on. You're, 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 you're not hearing that. You're not, you know, that's not what I'm doing, you know, that kind of thing. But it's usually couched in some type of jealousy or some type of belief that you are getting more than you deserve or what they should have. And I like when I think about these these not only the traits, but some of the things that they are capable of doing. I always have this in the back of my mind that I could see if I were to get in trouble, they would be on the side yelling, get them with the switch that doesn't break. (laughs) You know, they would be the ones cheering on whoever was the punisher for for. Um, my transgressions. And so that's kind of how I always look at these types of persons. So in our last few minutes that we have together, I want to um, talk about uh, some of the other things that I want you to be aware of when you're dealing with the gang of villains. Okay. And that is dominance and submission. Yes. Dominance and submission. There are certain dominant energies that will come up when dealing with these people. And it's not that they're always going to dominate you. It's sometimes you're going to be fighting for it. Or when they submit, it's going to be saccharine. You know, it's going to be artificial. There's going to be a glitch in the frequency between you where you pause for a minute and you're like, are you playing me? I mean, if you're, if you're really clocked in and and tuned in, you'll feel that way, you know, but yeah, there. so there's this whole dominance and submission kind of vibe going on where, and I'll give you some examples. If you suspect, as we're going through this, if you suspect someone in your, in your sphere is part of the gang of villains, and now you're trying to go through these, these checkpoints uh, to, and litmus test, then ask yourself, when you have... Um, Uh, any kind of situation, are they always trying to dominate to get what they want done? Are they trying to dominate to get uh, the last word? Are they trying to dominate to um, steer the group or you into whatever it is that they want? It might seem harmless. It might seem that they're just lovably selfish, but it could be that you're dealing with a villain. This is another one that I want to talk about. And so I I call that one the conversation hog. Uh, And then the, the, the other part of that is they are the outing or event sniper. 
where everybody has agreed to go somewhere. You know, you it might be three or four of you and you're like, we're going to go eat this place. And they don't want to eat that place. So they sulk or they they launch a campaign to get everybody to go to a quote unquote new fun place. But it's really a place they want to go to for whatever reason. And they always want things their way. Now, here is a big one that people don't realize is one of those things that could probably denote that you have a a villain on your hand, and that is money bullies. Money bullies come off as very uh, giving and um, generous, but the way they do stuff is for this dominance. Oh, I'll pay. You know, I got you. I got everybody. But y'all better go to where they want to go. You better order the drinks that they want to drink. You better do what they want to wear what they say. You know, they love sometimes to have themes and everybody's supposed to be in jeans today or or whatever. And this could be different depending on the makeup of your group. But these money bullies are going to be the ones where they appear to be generous. But what they're doing is they're paying you to get you addicted to them because they're either helpful or likable, handsome, charming. You see how all of that comes back? But they get to call the shots. My money, my ball, my yard. And that's what it comes down to. So now I want to talk to you really quickly about a difference between um, comrades, competitors, and friends, okay? A lot of times people don't realize that what you are calling a friend is at best a comrade and worse, a competitor. All right. And so because of this, when you're talking about these gangs of villains, a lot of times they are simply your comrades, meaning that they are a a person who you happen to share activities, maybe a job or just an associate that you hang out with that. And it's not even about just tolerating them. You might really like them, but when it comes down to it, they have neither demonstrated the ability or earned the right to be called a true friend because they don't have uh, your best interest at heart because this is for them just a way for you two to get to the same place. Uh, They don't have a belief in you that you might have in them that you just want the best for them. No, they want the best for themselves and you happen to be along. And if you get some too, that's great. But for the most part, they're trying to get theirs. And you can tell, like if, for instance, I I know I keep talking about going out and stuff, but this is, this is what's on my mind right now. Uh, Maybe somebody is listening to this that needs it. Why is it that if you guys all go out together, that they want to know how everybody's going to be dressed, what everybody's going to be wearing, uh, when everybody's going to show up, and and then they they want to control the atmosphere by outdoing everyone, whether it be in what they dress or how much they pay or whatever it is, they have to be the person controlling everything so that they get all the shine all of the influence, all of the reputation points, if you will. And so they are your comrade. They're not your friend. I know comrades sometimes means friends, but not here. This is a comrade. Now let's talk about the worst of these two. And that is a competitor. That's straight up. They are there to keep you close because they are usually after the same thing you are, whether it be a job posting, position, um, money, or man or woman, um, accolades, uh, fame, 
They are not your friends. They are straight up your competitors. So thus, they are your rivals. And when you look at that competitor from the Latin, it means to be a seeker an applicant or a candidate. So they are around you because they see themselves as a candidate just like you are for whatever it is. You know, it might be that you have a natural light around you and they have some kind of way figured that out that if I stay close to them, I stay close to what's happening and thus I get to shine or take their shine so that the light will envelop and and imbue me with more glory and power. So I want to make you understand that If they are a competitor, they are trying to gain the same position, the same station, or the same reward as you are. Do not, and I repeat, do not get this confused. Because when you are looking at this gang of villains, they are not your friends. They are secretly sitting in the cut, plotting your demise. to get you out of the way because you are a obstacle for them. You are a hindrance or you are an object of their ire. Something either you've done or someone in your circle or some kind of way, they have placed a bull's eye on you that you must go. And I just do not want you to ever get it confused that you will not have these types of people. As I'm closing this down, I want to leave you with this. And that is that jealousy makes no logical sense. You cannot necessarily earn jealousy. All you can do is be a trigger for jealousy. So if my words have caused some people's uh, visions to come up before you, take heed to it. And if you find yourself trying to logically understand why they fit this profile or what happened, understand that nine times out of 10, it will be jealousy. But realize they're not your friends. At best, they're they're your comrades. At worst, they are your competitors and your downright enemies. So forewarned is forearmed. Go out, use this wisdom smack because I feel like a lot of you need it. You do have to be aware that there are a, there is a gang of villains out there waiting to take you down. So guess what? Yep, my time is up. I do thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spivey, your practical priestess of wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. I'm gonna see you tomorrow. Thank you so much and I'll see you soon. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, Uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.